We're here talking about Kendrick Lamar's latest album, Mr. Morale in the Big Steppers. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be kind of like a traditional album review? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not about to hear to talk to y'all about, oh, the production and track number five was awesome. Yeah. Or like, I think I want to talk about something specifically that I haven't really been seeing a lot of people even talk about. It's been more than a week that the album came out. And I still don't see people really talking about what this album kind of is truly about. Mm-hmm. You know, because... When I first heard it, like, I loved it because I connected with the idea of just Kendrick Lamar wanting to become a better person. Yeah. You know, like, just that in its own, when you get to one of the the last few tracks of the album, I was just like, damn. Like, it hit me because I'm like, that's kind of what I've been yeah. on. Like, that's something I'm big on. Just, like, trying to be better. You know what I mean? Like, if mm-hmm. we all just try to be better people in general, then just life gets better. But the reason I have you here is also because this connects with the idea of what you good? I burp. Uh, I thought you sneeze. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the mic to pick it up. Um as I'm introducing you, like come on bro, how are you gonna do that as I'm about to bring you up? The reason I have you here is because the album kind of touches on an idea that you know what? I was listening to the last podcast episode we did. Mm-hmm. Um what it what it was cameo, cameo you and yeah. I. Um and one of the topics we talk about was, you know, like black men mm-hmm. and how you were, we would, we really kind of delved deep into that mm-hmm. in that episode. Mm-hmm. And now we are here almost like a year later, Kendrick Lamar drops an album kind of explicitly about that. Yeah. And yeah. people just can't seem to accept that that's a legitimate cause to talk about. <laughs> right. I, yeah, pretty, I guess that's, yeah. That's you know what I mean? Like, it, they're, yeah. they're evading it at all costs. They're yeah. bringing every single thing that they uh, can. Except for what the central thing is. Yeah. 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 So, so what, what, at what point did you realize that's what the album was about? Um, that's a good question. I think somebody brought up the uh, R. Kelly line. Mm. Where he was like, um, not the R. Kelly line and, um, what's the, what's the fuck you bitch? Nah, fuck you bitch. Not that one. Not, yeah, <laughs> not the argumentative yeah. line about arguing. Um, I know it's in Mr. Morale. Well, he's like, I think about Robert Kelly. If he won my last day, I wonder he'll fight for Felly. And I was like, huh. And then never really, I was like, okay, well, that in combination with. So I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Get unraveled. into it. Get into it. I was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I usually try to avoid Twitter when I'm listening to an album. Yes. But I, I didn't. And. People were talking about the trans line. They were mm. talking about fucking white women. Yeah. They were talking about, you know, so on and so oh, forth. Oh, the hits. Yeah. Oh, he brought up R. Kelly. Da, right. da, da. And they're just like, oh, this shit's trash. This is his Dave Chappelle album. I this saw that. <laughs> I saw that. And it was funny. That I, I was so mad because I saw that after I listened to the album. I'm like, mm-hmm. it, it made me mad because I'm like, did y'all listen to the album? But then right. when I stopped and I didn't take it so serious, it's kind of yeah. funny to call yeah, something just blatantly like, like, what the fuck is cancel culture? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is the kind of album we're getting. Yeah. At first, I'm not going to hold you. At first, I was excited because I, I thought I thought the shit sucked. Mm. I was like, oh shit, now my album's going to be good by comparison. You. you know what I not mean? Not that I'm like in competition with Kendrick. No. Like, there's, well, a, there's a fucking tier list here. Sure. But still, it's just like mutual fans. Yeah, you know, for it, sure. It, it is still. But, um... <laughs> that's yeah, fucked yeah, up yeah. that's funny that's <laughs> wishing really for funny. this nigga's downfall um <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but yeah. now nah, um i had a couple because you know a lot of the f- people that i follow are um scholars in like black men yes. studies oh okay interesting socio- sociology that type of stuff yeah um they started talking about it from that perspective um mm. and saying you know 
it's it's not exactly what the 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 shock value that's coming from what he's saying isn't really the shock value that you're thinking it is. It isn't a Dave Chappelle type thing. It's mm. more so uh, something to really think about if you listen to the whole album in yeah. full. So I listened to it. I think I listened to it about four times altogether. Um, started reading the lyrics along while I'm listening. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of just fell into place because you know Kendrick's like the thing about Kendrick is that he's not like Billy Woods. He's not like fucking. Aesop Rock or yeah. something. Right. Like you can understand what he's yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not. It's, it's not, not some shit that you got to Google or yeah. dig deep into right. or research or something. You know, it's more so a, a story being told yes. type of thing. It's a story. So yeah. you can really gather what he's saying just by reading the lyrics, honestly. Mm. Yeah. So, oh yeah, for sure. That's actually yeah. our first. My first listen was with the lyrics on apple music you know how they have the uh, well i don't know if you know but in apple music yeah they, they have, have like the, um, the, the lyrics Jones. Yeah. yeah exactly so that's how i was listening to the whole album mm-hmm. and i think that was the best way to do it because yeah that was definitely not an album that you kind of don't focus on the lyrics mm-hmm. you have to focus on the lyrics because it's all kind of intentional yeah um and yeah i was just yeah i was i did the same thing i like i read through the lyrics and um and so and that's when you realize oh interesting yeah. this is about what is it about to you? What is the album about to you? I don't want to see. So I've tweeted this thing where I essentially said, you know, I, I, a lot of Kendrick's from T-Pab moving forward. Mm-hmm. I kind of saw Kendrick in this conscious hip hop type of thing. Mm. In this okay. most deaf kind of field. You know, at least with most deaf, you got tracks like New World Water. You got tracks like Miss Fat Booty. Yeah. Mathematics. Where he's objectively rapping about something. He's objectively criticizing a system. He's objectively has a foundation, a revolutionary basis for what he's saying. Mm. Whereas Kendrick is more so, he may have a revolutionary basis for what he's saying. He may have opinions that he stands 10 toes on, yes. But for the most part, he's presenting himself in the midst of it all. Mm. He's more so, right. more so, just this, this is my interpretation of it. This is what I'm... Right. witnessing what I'm experiencing and this is what I think of it. Right. He's not more so saying this is right, this is wrong. This is what we should do. This is what we shouldn't do. He's more so saying this is what I've been through and this is where it's taken me. Yeah. So essentially that's why I think the album is it's full circle. This is what I've been through and this is where it's taken me. This is where therapy has taken me. This is where counseling has taken me. This is just my full thoughts on what, 18 tracks. Yeah you know, unabashed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that became very clear to me. Yeah, like how this was kind of, and there's a lot of, that 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 becomes interesting. It's funny you're saying that because I feel like even Kendrick himself at this point knows that that's how a lot of people see him. Yeah. Kind of Definitely. this person that has to speak on every black issue mm-hmm. and almost like a scholar, like you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And I think with this album, he's kind of like definitively saying, I'm not that. He's you more know. Kodak Black. Yeah, that that line, and I mean, that's gonna bring us to the Kodak Black. That's the perfect way to talk about the Kodak Black situation, yeah, which has become more the most yeah, controversial another, part yeah. of the album. I think even more so. Like that's the thing people are still talking about above even just the yeah. the trans track because I think at this point they realized it was just kind of it's, in the moment. Like it's just like it's not for me type thing. It's not more so a controversial thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people just heard the track at first, but then I think that kind of died down yeah. because people yeah. realized they yeah. kind of jumped on. You know, they were reactionary about it. Yeah. But yeah, like you're saying with the Kodak Black line, I think that's the most personal, the most honest thing I think Kendrick has probably ever said. Like, I Definitely. like it when they're pro-black, but I'm more Kodak black. Yeah. 
Like, that's such a revealing line. I mean, you could say that for about 65 to 70% of revolutionaries and political mm, prisoners that we have. Interesting. Honestly, Malcolm was probably more Kodak Black at a point in his right. life. Right. I mean, more Kodak Black, not more Kodak Black in the sense of when, when, when you die, your legacy is going to be remembered as this Kodak Black-esque figure. But your upbringing, yeah. where you came from, what you were involved in, is more Kodak Black than, say, you know, somebody with a revolutionary upbringing. You know what I'm saying? It's right. more so niggas from the ghetto. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. So. That's interesting. That's interesting you brought up the Malcolm X example. You get Because, yeah, that that's an example of somebody who Malcolm, kind of evolved uh, into who he was. Fucking... Eldridge Cleaver, which mm. that when he was talking about, um, that's another thing we started discussing the uh, relation of his um, lyrics to Soul on Ice, the Eldridge Cleaver book. Mm. And he was talking about um, fucking white women, yeah, um, as a means of like revenge or feeling like vengeful, yeah, you know, and his sex addiction and yeah. stuff like that. Um, that's a topic on Soul on Ice. Eldridge Cleaver oh, wow. talks about that. That's interesting. Um, so there's a scholar kind of, you know, basis scholar. there. Cleaver's a fucking nutcase. He oh. was a nutcase. But <laughs> okay, I mean, well. but his, 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 he has a book. His thesis on it. Okay. It's very accurate. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. Uh, that, that's what I mean to say. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what else, how else to describe it. Because I, I don't even know who he was. You know what I mean? But, you know, I got to go along. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not and be like, I know exactly who Eldridge it's just, Cleaver is. So Eldridge Cleaver, he was part of the Black Panthers. Okay. He's like, Secretary of Defense or some shit like mm, that. Okay. Um, he was probably the most outbursts,ful ended up being a conservative later in his career type shit. Like went to prison for raping uh women, mm. um, shit like that. Yeah. You know, so people yeah. fucking hate him. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. I. I. Yeah. I. I can, I can see why his book Soul on Ice and his meditation on what prison does to black men. Mm. Um, what it does to their sexuality, what it does to uh, how the, the homoeroticism of white supremacy, mm. um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. This is all stuff that, you know, you can pick up from and, 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 and it's a good foundation to start at. Interesting. Not Interesting. saying that, you know, you have to blindfully, I'm an Eldridge Cleaver. I'm not a fucking Eldridge Cleaver state. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, as well, that's it's, probably it's, a red flag if somebody yeah. says that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking red flag. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah. Um, you know, you got to you take some something from everything. Yeah, interesting ideas in there yeah. to ponder. Yeah. Um, but the Kodak Black situation and Kendrick kind of seeing himself in Kodak Black, mm -hmm. it speaks to what I think the album is about, which is kind of what you were saying. It's just kind of like the black generational trauma mm -hmm. for men, mm -hmm. you know, specifically. And I think the reason this album was kind of divisive and still might be is because it's so specific in who it's talking to. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like... More than anything, like I realized with this album, this album is Kendrick speaking directly to black men. Yeah. You know, with everything, like every single, you know, decision from including Kodak Black to, um, you know, just the, obviously when you get to Auntie Diaries, mm -hmm. the language in that. Just by extension, I think he's, because the only reason why I would be careful with saying that it's specifically for black men mm. or catered towards black men is because by extension, by talking about, and this is something that people don't realize enough, by talking about the specialized oppression of colonized men, of black men, mm -hmm. you get to the root of a lot of oppression amongst black women and black trans folks and black gay right. folks as well. Yeah. So just off the strength, just by extension, yeah, know, okay. it, it becomes an album about that. the black community overall, even that, though that it's a specific sense. topic, yeah. you know. 
I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Like, it's not like it's excluding. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, in terms of yeah, no, who he, the message that he's trying to relay and who he wants to yeah. understand that message. Yeah. And I think how often, it, like, that's not common. Like, how much media is there out there that speaks directly to black men like this album did? You know what I mean? I think for the most part, hip hop has done that, but not in the sense where it's this vulnerable. Right. I think that's more the big so part. we talk about it. As a flex. Right. As a, this is what I've been through. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. I'm untouchable. I never feel pain type thing. Instead of more so, it's like what Pac said, you know, people always talking about this gangster stuff, but they never talk about the bad side of it. Mm. The bad side of being a thug. Yeah. The other side of it. Um, I think this is the other side of it. That's the, the deeper yeah. side of it, which is why it's so kind of interesting. And I think that's what bothered me at first when, like I was saying earlier, when... People like the album had been out for like an hour and people were completely <laughs> dismissing it. It was weird, but I think I understand the deeper thing with it is because mm -hmm. they probably felt like, oh, okay, this is very aim. I think it's obvious if you listen to it, what it's talking about. Yeah. I mean, again, like you said, Kendrick uses himself yeah. to explore the ideas that he explores, yeah. but yeah. you know, he is himself a black man. And so mm -hmm. then that whatever he's going through can apply to. Oh, other black men. You good? Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm so gassy, bro. Like, I'm really not trying to be rude. I'm yeah, trying to, yeah. like, hold it in, but it keeps no. <laughs> but But let's address the Kodak Black thing specifically. Do you think... What I do you think, think about that? The idea of Kendrick including Kodak Black so thoroughly throughout the album and people kind of criticizing him for it. I think he could have gotten what he wanted across without putting... So, I had a conversation with somebody in my Discord about why putting Kodak Black there was... Is a danger. Mm. Um, they don't like the idea. They didn't like the idea. And I guess by extension, everybody else didn't like the idea of somebody who committed the crimes. He's a convicted rapist, mm. you know, uh, committing the uh, just collecting earnings, being put on a pedestal, being seen as somebody to look up to some sort of figure, yeah. you know, for for other people. Um, so. I understand that. I completely understand that. And I yeah. think Kendrick could have got what he wanted to get across by using any other rapper that didn't rape somebody. Could have used fucking ESTG or somebody. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. um, I think specifically Kodak, I don't know if this is true. This is kind of like my theory about it. I think he chose Kodak for a specific reason. And when you look at his history, not just with rape, but just with sex in general, the shit that he's done with his mother, yeah, kissing mean, his mother, touching yeah. her, you know, I yep. don't even want. Um, and you go into just him overall. Again, I just, I just feel like he needed a figure to exactly represent what he was talking about, and Kodak was that figure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like even yeah, I guess yeah, if I guess you could really delve into almost every single theme that Kendrick touches on on the album. You can probably you relate Kodak directly. Yeah. You know, Kodak That's why that's why and it's not it's like he gave him three parts. You know, yeah. he uh the intro to Worldwide Steppers. Yeah. He gave him a verse and he gave him a whole interlude to himself. Yeah. It's like yeah. so it's like it's obviously more than just putting a rapist on a pedestal. Yes, it I may think, be in poor thought and poor taste. Yeah, I, I personally wouldn't have made the decision, and I yeah. understand why other people wouldn't like to make the decision. But I think at the same time, 
to sit here and just say, oh, he's putting a rapist on a pedestal takes away from the deeper yeah. ideas that he has. Yeah, yeah. And again, I think this is why I keep saying that this feels very specific to who its target audiences is because even with Auntie Diaries or a, a lot of the more controversial topics that he touches on, it feels like he's just kind of speaking as honestly as possible from his own perspective to other people that probably feel the same yeah, exact they way. Share the exact same perspective. Right. Literally. Every single track he's talking about, except for maybe when he's talking about being rich. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is this is elementary school. Mm. This is middle school. This is me growing up in North Philly. Yeah. And there's millions of men that feel the exact same way. Yeah. So, right. you know, this it's good to know when an album is and isn't for you. It really yes. Is. And this is what <laughs> this is the bigger overall thing with this album mm -hmm. that people it's like people are like, Oh, this is offensive to me, but there I guess it's just not obvious to them that this is not speaking to them. Exactly. Right? Like it will be offensive if it was like, let's say, um, like if it was aimed towards like let's yeah. say the LGTB community like, or like if he was post so the thing with Auntie Diaries that cracks me up, hmm. people treated it as if he was posing himself as like this pro trans, <laughs> trans right, you yeah. know, ally. Yeah. And nowhere and again. Again, this is the mistake I made with T-Pab. Mm. Nowhere did he consider himself a savior or an ally or somebody mm. doing the right thing. Right. He's just expressing what he fucking been through. Yeah. His change. His metamorphosis. And so when he when when the song dropped, and you know, he drops the F slurs and so on and so forth. And somebody says something like Kendrick is encouraging straight people, cis people to, you know, cis hetero people to use the F slur more. I'm like if somebody listens to that song and they gather, I got to say the F slur more, <laughs> right. they probably were already saying yeah. it in the first fucking place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Right. It, it, it really, there's no way possible you can come off that song. I say the worst thing you can gather off that song is, oh, this nigga on some bullshit. He's on yeah. that gay agenda shit. Like, that's probably what somebody. Yeah. Would the say. The most yeah. negative reaction you can get yeah, from that true. song. Yeah, true. But we put these rappers rappers mm -hmm. you know emphasis on that these niggas grew up they just know how to rap that's it they're not scholars these niggas ain't been to school mm. these niggas don't pick up books no. you know unfortunately <laughs> but <laughs> yeah we put them on this 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 level of they should understand everything they should know what to say know what the right thing to do and we're like you know when they do it in a way that's only true to them you know we we have fucking mad yeah. right it's yeah. like why are we I, I I don't now that I see Kendrick in the way that I see Kendrick, I didn't I don't expect any better. He probably still says the slur every day. He probably does. I don't yeah. expect any better because that's right. it's internalized. It's in us. Right. It's it's what we are and you know, I appreciate the sentiment of bringing up even the thought to challenge it. Mm, you know right. what I'm saying? Just even yeah, just even doing that in this climate is kind of yeah. you know, it's risky. It's a risky choice. Um, I was going to say, I forgot what I was going to say. You, what were you talking about? Oh, yeah. So I was going to say, I think the reason that rappers are expected to kind of, you know, they, they're kind of held in this pedestal is because they're the louder voice. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. in our world, like rap music is the most popular genre. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's the music most people are listening to. And so when you have that reach, people are ready immediately like... But this when I use you as a megaphone almost for their ideas. The weird part about that is, though, I think it has more so to do with. I don't know. And I feel like there should be there's probably a psychological study behind mm. it. We have 
a ton of revolutionary folks, people that are qualified in these conversations, you know, political prisoners, so on and so forth, that live right next door to us, that know exactly what we've been through. But for some reason, we gravitate more towards what rappers say than what they say. Mm-hmm. And the way it's like that Malcolm X quote where he's like, you know, white people don't have, you know, their their icons, their idols, people that run the show. They're not fucking trumpet players. They don't have mm-hmm. fucking singers and piano players. It's politicians. It's people in suits and ties. It's people that, you know. Get shit done. Yeah, basically. get shit done, essentially. Yeah. Um, he's like, we're the only people that, that, that we look at fucking, you know, J. Cole and we're like, do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah I, yeah and i wonder why that is i guess you're right there's definitely got to be something psychological there um but yeah i mean kendrick acknowledged i mean he has a song called savior like mm-hmm. you know he this exact same point he makes and i think it's because of like what we said earlier where he doesn't want to be seen as a savior mm-hmm. he's starting to see people treat him like that and made his song he's like you know kendrick made you think about it but he's not your savior j cole made you feel empowered you know future get made you get a money counter but None of those people are your savior. And I guess, mm-hmm. I wonder why, is it just because it's more um, luxurious? I think what it maybe has to do with rappers specifically is because they quote unquote made it, right? And so a lot of people, you know, disenfranchised people look at that because that's what they want at the end of the day. They don't yeah. want to be, you know, poor. Yeah. They want to be like successful and rich. And so I think that's why they look at that as opposed to like politicians that's that actually- don't really give off the image of being like rich, like rich, it's really. Still you know? weird. I don't know. The only thing about that is, so we could say, you know, disenfranchised want to be rich, and by extension, it's it's wanting to be at an adjacency to whiteness and adjacency mm, to right. richness. But at the same time, right. a lot of these politicians want to be adjacent to whiteness. There's a lot of these mm. Eric Adams, you know, yeah, fucking Lori Lightfoot. Oh yeah, a lot of these right, niggas right. is shucking, True. jiving. Colin Powell, yeah. rest yeah. in piss. Yeah. Um, you know, they yeah. want to be adjacent to white folks. Yeah. So it's just like, it's really crazy that we'll look at the most boisterous, loudmouth rapper and want to be like him mm-hmm. or them, her, whatever. And they're damaging the community. But we don't look at politicians and want to be like them while they damage the community. Except for, I mean, I guess Obama. Right. But I mean, that's because he's the president. It's kind of right. unavoidable. Yeah, that's you know the, what I mean. Higher... Nobody's saying they want to be like fucking Colin Powell. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're not. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, what's the doctor politician that served fucking under Trump? Carson? Ben yeah, Carson? Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. saying they want to be like Ben Carson. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Like, so um, it's just so weird. But I guess it's programmed that way. Yeah, well, for um, sure. Because even if you idolize politicians that are adjacent to whiteness, just black people being in the realm of poor black people being in the realm and discussion of politics in the first place is dangerous because anybody could end up switching or connecting a dot. Any person that's like, I want to be like Ben Carson could start noticing things and be like, you know what? Something's wrong with politics. I'm going to use what I know and go towards the politics. Whereas if you want to be like a rapper and you realize something is wrong with a rapper that you fucking like, you can't use that against anything. Mm. You just switch rappers. Interesting. Right. <laughs> you just get, yeah, there's, there's so many of them. Yeah, that's interesting, man. Oh, okay, so I was thinking, so what you're saying about, like, this idea of, like, the, the like being adjacent to whiteness. So what do you think is, like, healthy blackness that people should aspire or should look up to? Like, what would that, what would that, like, what would success look like for 
think to answer, you know you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm trying to say. To answer that question, we'd have to like kind of first of all figure out what we mean by whiteness and wanting to right. be adjacent to right. whiteness. Yes. Um, and then even then, it's not as simple as saying, "Oh, it's the opposite of whiteness." You know what I'm saying? Right. Because there's some things within whiteness that we want for ourselves, not because white people have it and we want to be like white people, but that's because it's a good way of living. Serve as human beings. Right. It's a basic human rights. Yeah. That's um, crazy. <laughs> Certain basic human rights are considered whiteness. That's how you know shit is exactly. fucked. Shit is fucking wow. insane. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you look at autonomy. You look mm, at right. power to make decisions. You look at the ability to live comfortably, to step outside your house without worrying about being killed. You know, you look at um, giving get, uh, uh, the resources, the education, so on and so forth. Um. The, the typical bourgeois shit. Yeah. Typical bougie shit. Um, and, you know, we aspire to want that as well. Um, but the difference between whiteness and just having it is that whiteness builds their bourgeois shit off the backs of blackness, the third world, the colonized world, you know, through imperialism, yeah. colonialism, so on and so forth. Right. That's white supremacy. That's whiteness. They they don't have what they have without us. Yeah. Um. So, by extension, rappers, they exploit, you know, Diddy, Pharrell. <laughs> yeah. They don't pay nobody. Yeah. They exploit people. They exploit yeah, yeah. labor. They exploit art. They steal ideas. You know, and they're adjacent to whiteness. They sit there and they say, pr they praise Israel. They sit there, they shake hands with Clinton mm -hmm. and, and, and fucking, you know, Reagan, yeah, so on yeah. and so forth. Um, That's unhealthy pro-blackness. That's, that's, that's black bourgeois politics. Um, healthy or, uh, uh, yeah, health for the sake of yeah, yeah. the conversation, we'll say healthy pro-blackness yeah. is more so taking that autonomy, but taking it off the strength of the people coming up with you. Hmm. You take these poor people, these disenfranchised folks, and they come up with you. You're not stepping on their backs to get up. Yeah. Y'all right. all are helping each other up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like, is there anybody who you can think of that's a good example of that? That's why I'm trying to think. I'm that, trying to like, I'm that, trying to give an example yeah. and I'm just having a hard time. Which is fucked up. Yeah. That's um, not good. I mean, closest I can get when Young Thug and Gunner was paying niggas bail. Mm. But oh, even then yeah. they were still ignorant ass niggas because then Thug was running around talking about broke niggas shouldn't yeah. have children. Well, what do you think the niggas that you just yeah, bailed yeah, out of yeah, prison yeah, are? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about the people that listen to your music? Right. The reason you're successful in the, play, in the like, first place. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so it's just, I don't yeah. know, man. <laughs> I feel like No Name is pretty good with No Name. I, I, I love. I think No Name above. Like, I love what she's done. But the thing about No Name the, is, yeah. she's she's just like she's not headlining a festival, right? But that right, that's not like yeah, to so be completely not. honest. No, yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're right. I guess yeah, like like big artists. It. I mean, that's the fucking problem. Yeah, I think maybe. It, it could be like it's a system so corrupt that it's damn near impossible to get to a certain level of success and still try to maintain that, you know, that that morality that you probably had when you first started. You know, like it just when you get to that point of the mountaintop, it's just because the only way to get there is to yeah. again step. On right. The exactly. So. Right. So that's why you don't see it at the highest levels mm -hmm. is because that's the problem with that. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, so there might not be any example. So damn, that's a weird catch twenty two because if there is nobody, if like for you to get to the highest point, 
is to kind of sacrifice that part of like mm-hmm. your people. Mm-hmm. Once you get there, the only, your people look at that. You know exactly. what I mean? So it's like a weird catch twenty two where like, you can't really positively influence because you can't. But it, you can't even positively influence because when you even get to the point of being influential, none of the good yeah. stuff is left. You know, I already poured a lot of blood out to fucking get there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fucking insane. But I, I, uh, yeah. the best way to really go about it is to not try to go. You just completely demolish it. You just right. cut it all off and let it fall. Let it yeah. crumble upon itself. You know, eat the rich. That's what eat the rich means. Yeah. Let it, you know, open up from the people from the bottom. Open it up, make a pit, and the rich fall in the pit, and you know they get swallowed up into the abyss. That's literally kind of what. The thing yeah. To eat the, you know, um. Also, it literally means eat the rich. Yeah, just eat them. Yeah, yeah. they probably taste good. Um, <laughs> that's what. That's that's how I fucking. Yeah, see yeah, it. yeah. Like, I'm sure they they taste like. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you think rich people taste like? Depends on the rich person. Yeah. We we actually had this conversation. In we Discord. did. Yeah, we did. We actually did. It was like, <laughs> if you could so eat funny. one rich person, who would it be? <laughs> I said Steve Jobs. Yeah. Because he had an all fruit diet. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, that's true. He was very he was a very yeah. holistic person, so he'll yeah. probably taste very good. Yeah. <laughs> um the other thing that I think we have to touch on is the idea and it connects with the like hypersexualization of black men. Yeah. Also like and, and you mentioned all, it with all the way off, man. What? Because the, the they, way people are talking I, about the it. The way they listen to it and they just get oh, he's bragging about fucking white women. He the complete yeah, opposite, clearly bro. Not. It's the complete opposite. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's so insane. Again, people that that bothers me always when people are just like, and it kind of it, it it connected with me emotionally, just like what Kendrick was talking about, because I could I could see myself trying to be earnest and people taking you the wrong way. Exactly. You know, being as vulnerable as as Kendrick was on this album, and people still kind of not understanding mm-hmm. what you're saying, mm-hmm. it's low key kind of triggering for me because I've had that experience of trying to be like an open book, and just yeah. people kind of completely dismissing you and you being like... Well, that's because really, not Kendrick, but for us per se, mm-hmm. we have to be careful of people who are willfully ignorant mm-hmm. or misled, Yeah, you know, who, who, when we have discussions of black men and black men vulnerabilities, where do they place that oppression? Where do they place our, our, our woes? Do they place it in Oh, that's just how men are, the patriarchy, so on and so forth. You know, the uh, black men are just naturally trying to be like white men, you know, or do they place it in, you know, the patriarchy, you know, uh, uh, and how it disenfranchises black men, how black men don't involve themselves and how black men don't benefit from the patriarchy, so on and so forth. Mm. You know, um, I feel like a lot of people are willfully obtuse. Yeah. Um, They avoid the hard to swallow stuff um in order to um emphasize their 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 wanting to be the most oppressed to emphasize uh them wanting the grift in the um what's the word benefits quote unquote mm-hmm. ironically the benefits of of being the most oppressed um yeah yeah that's that's interesting. That's 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 you saying like that's why a lot of people are yeah. kind of yeah. not wanting to pay attention. I think you know. I think it's interesting. Uh, like well, what you were talking. Like all I could think about was just like things that you've kind of talked about before. Like this idea of 
just in general how like there's kind of okay and i'm gonna try it very carefully here <laughs> because i do not want to come off as like an alpha male fit fresh and fit yeah. kind of guy here yeah. <laughs> but there's sort of like an attack on men which i think it's just simply an overcorrection for all the shitty things that men have done you know what i mean like i think now there's this sort of like overcorrection where like they're attacking all the bad things that men do but now it's encroaching even into the good things and kind of looking at it negatively does that make sense i think overcorrection is a good word because Mm -hmm. it it's it's a blanket term okay so what we see as correcting the black male is essentially a a how can I put it? It's oppression. It's mm. a form of fucking oppression. Interesting. You know, okay. You think right, about let's go. let's go. You think about how we talk about it, how we discuss black men. It's mm. still rooted within the the characteristics of the buck, the oversexualized black male, yeah. the birth of a nation black male, yeah, the yeah, rapist, yeah. the you know, so a lot of these people's opinions and solutions are carceral, lock that nigga up, throw away the key, bullet bag, yeah. so on and so forth. Um, and even then, that's that's an extreme. But then you get into, you know, less extreme and you got, you know, people that. that I don't know, because the thing about these people is that they don't necessarily have a solution or an opinion. A lot of them just want to be left the fuck alone. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. just like. I understand that. I understand wanting your yeah. own place away from men, wanting your own thing separate from men while men get their shit together. But the thing is, you cannot combat your own oppression from white people, from white women, from white men. Yeah. Without the collective efforts of all genders. Yeah. And with, in order to have a collective effort of all genders, in order to have allyship from black men that you know, refuse to work with, um, you know, homosexuals and queer folks and trans folks and women because of their internalized misogyny and internalized homophobia. You have to recognize yes where that internalized misogyny yes. and homophobia comes from. And by extension, right. that means not diluting your oppression, not ignoring your oppression and not saying that your oppression is greater or lesser, mm-hmm. but recognizing where the women's role plays in that like it or not you know Uh-oh. black children are most fucking yeah. abused yeah by the women by the women in the house yeah you know right. what i'm saying um for the longest time black boy sexual abuse was not paid attention to it was yeah. ignored it still yeah. is statistically speaking yeah like not even just talking about how conversations but statistically speaking it wasn't considered rape mm-hmm. you know and unless it was a woman yeah. you know what i'm saying so yeah. And there's an issue with that. And there's yeah. a lot of things that people got to look within themselves. Yeah. A lot of things that women and men and queer folks, black people overall, got to look within themselves and say, you know what? If we have to bound together, this is what we have to look at. Yeah. But no, nobody wants to look into themselves. No. Right. And that's exactly why I love this album so much is because it's Kendrick unflinchingly looking at like to within himself. himself, like looking mm-hmm. at the deepest parts of his trauma. Mm-hmm. And that takes me to Mother I Sober, which is kind of the the the. The point where I realized what the album is about, like that's kind of where it all clicked yeah. into place. So that was like the grand finale. And I think um, even in there, he kind of gives 
he kind of talks about what you're saying. He kind of gives kind of his theory of, you know, the, the, what's going on with black men. And he, he distills us down to like the part where he talks about, where he talks about like when black men were slaves, like they made like the, like the, the mm -hmm. slave owners raped the moms and raped the sisters yep, and then made them watch, made yep. them watch. And then, mm -hmm. you know, it made them rape each other. Mm -hmm. And that like, you know, that, that sexual violence mm -hmm. being instilled from the time of slavery and mm -hmm. how that's, that relates to the, the correction that a lot of people want to do to black men. Mm -hmm. Um, Kendrick is explaining how that shit is all like just generational trauma. Right. Yeah. And, and, and even when he talks about how he says every other rapper sexually abused, that's probably the most powerful part of the entire exactly. album. Like that's the most taboo topic it could have ever touched. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. saying that now you want to know what's funny about yeah. that. Depending on who you talk to, do you remember um what's the football niggas' names? They have that podcast. It's fucking um, football. Uh, I don't it's fucking who's on it. Who's on it? Is it Ocho Cinco's on it? Chad Ocho Cinco's on it. I think um, on is it is it is it like a barstool pod, a podcast? Nah, it's okay. like the I am athlete. Oh yes, yeah. I know I am athlete. And yes. they had that conversation about how men didn't have space to you know mm -hmm. be vulnerable. Yeah. And everybody was like, y'all brought that upon yourselves. Y'all did that to each other. You know, men, men didn't, you know, men made it so they didn't have a space to have that conversation, so on and so forth. That's, and it's that's like such an ignorant. Yeah, that's it's a ignorant. Very, like, what do you it's, mean? Again, like not getting into the root into, you know, there's a lot of a lot. It's a lot deeper than just men are naturally born to not be. No, we learn this from somewhere. Yeah. Right. And, yes. You know, at the same time, it's so funny how you can argue. You know, black men are in the homes, so where are we learning it from? There's a lot of people that we're learning it from. It's yeah. an environmental thing, and I'm not saying that it's women's fault, because a lot of what women learn are by extension, yeah, because of what they learn from their daddies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. What they learn from their mothers. It's a different person every time. Everybody's fucking life is different. It's a different experience every single time. But at the same time, it, it, it can't be diluted. It can't be reduced. No. So, to so just, oh, said. you guys chose yeah. to behave the exactly. way you did. So yeah. when, you know, to talk That's, to that point yeah. of, you know, men brought that upon themselves, it's like, no. It's failing to recognize the humanity of black men. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like Which almost is exactly not even... what plays into white supremacy. Yeah. Because they didn't. Well, yeah. They don't yeah. want to see us. as We're not human. That's yeah, why. It's, exactly. It's, we're, we're not men to them let alone human you know yeah, what i'm saying so right. it's just like for people to sit here and say that we're trying to reach or obtain which there probably are men that want to be like white men but to say mm. that we're naturally inclined to try to reach or obtain you know uh, uh the benefits of patriarchy when patriarchy in and of itself doesn't see black men as human right or 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 man yeah it's oxymoronic. Yeah, it's definitely oxymoronic, especially considering like patriarchy to me always felt like a very like European thing. Like that's where that like you don't hear like stories of like you don't hear like oppressive patriarchy from like, you know, nations in Africa, you know what I mean? Like countries in there like of, of you know, when you talk about yeah. tribes and stuff like yeah. when you think about like pre-colonial. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yes. Yeah. 
Like there I don't, were a I, lot of very shitty tribal women rulers in pre-colonial. Of course, Africa. like yeah. <laughs> I think that's important to point out, and I, I mm-hmm. guess that, that that I don't know if that's obvious or not, but yeah, patriarchy is very much just a you know like a European standard. Yeah, definitely. I think that's worth definitely. mentioning. Yeah. Um, it I sounds obvious when you say times, it, but people just don't. I think there's been times in pre-colonial Africa where men exercise their power as men to do, you know. To, to to oppress women mm. but this is and this is what we mean by words mean things yeah. it's not patriarchy right patriarchy is a yeah. system it's 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 rules it's it's events it's history behind it that makes it patriarchy it yeah. isn't just when men do things yeah you know what i'm saying yeah exactly so. it's like talking about it's like it's the difference between like one person being racist in the united states versus systematic racism you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's a big difference. It's exactly. like one person could act like that, but when there's a whole system that encourages this type mm-hmm. of behavior, that's the problem. Exactly. And I think that's what patriarchy is. Patriarchy is making that a systematic thing mm-hmm. as opposed to, yeah, there's been Which shitty men exactly in history. exactly why white women, and I will always die and say this, white <laughs> women will always be more patriarchal than black men, than any colonized man. I don't think that's a, that's a is that a hot take? <laughs> comp- <laughs> man... There's yeah, been people yeah. that say yeah. black men are the white women of the black community or some shit like that. They would literally Whoa. compare it. They would they would say because because um black men are oppressed because they're black and white women are oppressed because they're women. So because they're both oppressed because of this one piece of identity that makes them equal in the sense in the grand scheme. Some bullshit yeah, like that. I, I guess I see the logic, but I don't I don't There is def- no logic to it. Well I, I, <laughs> there isn't there isn't they're just taking two like two ways people are oppressed and like comparing them like directly. A, like a fifth grade math. Yeah, yeah. Equation. <laughs> yeah. They treat like, like Y equals M X yeah. Y equals M X plus B type yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like plug in they think it's just right. plug and play. It's like yeah. replace the X with, you know, you know, uh, uh misogyny mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. you go. But white women will always be more patriarchal than black men. Because patriarchy is an inherently white thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair and, to say. And, you know, white women will sit here and say, fuck the patriarchy, ban the patriarchy, you know, stop raping yeah. us, stop doing this, mm-hmm. stop doing that. But let a black man walk on their block. Let a black man look at them. Let a black yeah. man with a hood go around. Yeah, it's over. Who do they run to? Yeah. White men. I mean, how many examples have we the seen patriarchy. of that? Yeah. And and to just to end this review in ter- in a positive light, do you remember the the woman that called the cops on the black guy that was watching birds? Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah. So I saw this story that apparently he got a TV show. The, really? the, yeah, like watching birds, like a show about watching there birds. That's good. which is just you know that's just such that's a fine. nice that's you know fine. what I mean. I like, wouldn't watch that shit, but that's fine. Nah, right. It's <laughs> like if you like watching birds, I've heard people describe like I was reading like comments on like that news story. People were saying that the best way to describe bird watching is like Pokemon Go, but with birds. It was like you're just looking for a yeah. specific type of like yeah. species. Um, but that's just a, a slightly light way to end this discussion. Um, right. I think this is all very much the point of this album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be people like watching this discussion and be like, what is, what the fuck does this have to do with the album? But this yeah. is all in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like from the discussions of like having sex with white women, right. To mm-hmm. like, you know, the, 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 the hypersexualization of black men, like it's all, it's mm-hmm. all there. And that's why I think this album is great. And I just, I think that the best way to approach any sort of art is to kind of come with it, with your own, like with, being vulnerable i guess Mm -hmm. and like putting yourself in the middle you know what i mean because then 
it's more understandable and you you mm-hmm. are more compassionate about the topic you're speaking of. You know exactly. what I mean? But there's um, also, I, I also want to say, go out on a limb and say, because people are going to say this, well, what about people being vulnerable about, you know, like somebody compared, uh, imagine if a white person got on an album with nigger, nigger, nigger. I'm like, yeah, there's a difference between blatant bigotry yeah. <laughs> and being vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> You want to know what's so funny? One example of like, you know, the, 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 yes, there is a difference and they try to, you know, blur the line sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like the guy from Bolsa Exports, did you see that? Oh, he yeah, tweeted out, yo. like, <laughs> he heard I the- I saw a black man and I decided, <laughs> wait, he was like, somebody, somebody was walking past yeah. something of his, his yeah. laundry or something, right? And he had to check. And yeah. it was a white dude and he didn't feel the need to turn his head but when a black dude did it he decided to you know peer on it yeah make sure he ain't take his shit yeah that's one person that heard mother i sober and said or auntie, he heard <laughs> auntie, auntie diaries, diaries right. and he was just like it's my this is gonna be this my, my auntie chance. diaries He's you like, know what i mean it's this gonna is show something you're yeah. supposed to tell your therapist yeah not the world <laughs> yeah and, or if you're gonna do only it, reason kendrick can do it is because He's a rap superstar. And also he <laughs> did it in the context of uh, an hour and 20 minute long album right. <laughs> with context and like artistry. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't just a fucking dumb tweet. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like random fucking tweet. With no context. Uh, <laughs> so if, you know, that's another good point to uh, to bring up. You know, there's a difference between vulnerability and bigotry. <laughs> yeah. And just openly admitting that you're a fucking bigot. Like there's, there's, there's no. <laughs> that's like. Uh, all right that's a good way to place it that's a good way to end it yeah don't be a bigot bigot. yeah (laughs) it's a shame we gotta tell people yeah